This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 21. Welcome to an, another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host this week, Brett Hurst. And I'm Kelly Hurst. And we are both marriage educators and also co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed, as always, to help you take your marriage to the next level. We want to encourage you in your marriage relationship. We always want healthy marriage to be a front-burner conversation, so that's why we're here. And today we have some very special friends uh, in the studio. Mika Yay. and Chris Aaron are great friends of ours. We're in a married life group together, which we'll talk about in a few weeks. But um, today we have invited them to the podcast to have a conversation about a great idea that they had that we thought, oh, man, that's really cool. <laughs> and uh, we wanted to bring them in to kind of talk about it. So first of all, welcome, Chris and Mika. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks hey. for having us. That's our Thrilled to have you here. So, yes, it is. Well, last year you guys went on a planning retreat without your kids, and best we understand it was the sole purpose of it was to do goal setting and dreaming about what your family might accomplish in the coming year. And so we have affectionately dubbed this thing a family planning retreat, but that's. <laughs> We don't have to call it that because <laughs> it's a working title. Sounds like a birth control retreat or something. So, uh, so until you tell us what it's really called, we'll we'll just stop talking about it. But uh, before we get into all that, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family and your marriage and all that stuff? Good, good. Uh, well, Mika and I—we've been married now almost 15 years. Um, we can't believe it. We've got two great kids. We've got uh, a do. son uh, who's 10, and uh, we have a daughter. Who is eight? Yeah, <laughs> and y'all met at Baylor University. Yeah, we met at Baylor. Um, <laughs> Can't leave know, that part. The, it was always a fun story. I, I was in charge of the IFC Interfraternal Council, and she was in charge of the Panhellenic. And uh, we w- <laughs> and we went on a <laughs> leadership. <laughs> we went on a leadership right. what romance. conference, and, and I always joke that's where she fell in love with me. Of yeah. course, <laughs> so y'all worked out some kind of merger right. Right. between those two. <laughs> Very good. So cute. Okay, so before we jump into kind of the logistics of what the retreat looked like when y'all were actually doing this, first tell us how you came up with the idea and why you wanted to do it. Well, I'll tell you, it's Chris's idea, so I'll let him explain a little bit about (laughs) where it started. So it it started with an innocent conversation about the recognition that my son is now going – we've had more time with him at home Mm – then we're going to have, you know, with him until he graduates. And mm-hmm. we realized that we're on the down slope. And uh, that was scary. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was scary. And you started to realize all the things that we want to teach our kids. Mm-hmm. And I started... You were, you were at a transition point. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and so I, Mika and I started having conversations. And, and, and my big buzzword, you know, for the last you know, year or two has been intentional. And mm-hmm. how do I become more intentional? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, you know, us getting on the same page and assuming that we're going to figure it out mm-hmm. over the next, you know, eight years or so um, is probably a big assumption. 
Mm-hmm. And so what can we do about it? And so we got together and we said, let's let's go and get away and and uh and do this. Now the do this, you know, with air quotes, you know, that you can't see, um, <laughs> was because I didn't tell Mika really what we were doing. Ah. <laughs> Which I'm yes. sure she appreciated. There was a lot of mystery <laughs> around it. And the only thing that I would ever say is that um, at the end of it, I just hope that we're still married. You know? <laughs> that, was, so, that was a big concern for me. So that's one accomplishment you right. want to make sure yeah. it happens yes. afterward. <laughs> so, you know, the good news is we're still married. Yeah, and, good. Uh, Happily. But, but, it was, but it was good. It, uh, you can speak whether or not it was good, but I, I thought it was excellent. <laughs> it was. It was. I remember uh, when our when our eldest reached that nine years old point, and and I it hit me that, that you're at the halfway mark. And I remember telling Sarah, "This is it. You know, we're halfway there." And she's like, "Am I dying at 18? Like, why <laughs> is this all of a sudden such a big deal?" But I know exactly what you're talking about. That feeling of who it's and it's going to go by. The second half goes by so much faster than the first half does. So well, and meanwhile, in both halves, you know, up to this transition point that you've come to, and then. Whatever's going to take you out to when, you know, your kids uh, go off to college. At the front of all this, and we talk about this all the time, is what's the state of the union for your marriage? You know, because as we say a lot together when we get together as couples and so forth, the healthiest thing that a father can do for his children is to love his wife with everything he's got. And so I know that that was a particular part of of this conversation. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. It's funny you use the word state of the union because that's actually what I was referring to it as. Oh, really? Is we need to kind of have a kind of create a state of the union and let's let's get together and let's make sure we're all on the same page and and come up with what we're doing as we move forward. Mm-hmm. So, excellent. So, your main thing that you wanted to accomplish with this was what 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 were you thinking for this first time because this is something that I think you want to do annually? For this first experiment together, what did you hope you would leave the uh, trip having accomplished? Well, I didn't want to make it into something that was so big, um, heavy. To where, too heavy, yeah. you know, because I, I know that, uh, you know, my personality sometimes can get that way. And so <laughs> I was trying to do everything I can to try to make it fun without actually going into too much detail. That was the reason why I didn't go into too much detail, because I didn't want it to be over scripted. Yeah. I wanted this to be an opportunity just for us to connect and talk, just get on the same page. Mm-hmm. But we have a little structure to make sure that we're talking about all the things that we think mm-hmm. should be important. That's mm-hmm. interesting because... You know, we know y'all well, and like us, you guys are doers, and you accomplish a lot, and people tap you on the shoulder a lot to do a a lot of extracurricular activities and so forth. So I like what you're saying about not overthinking this going into it so that when you have the conversation, maybe there's that feeling that you're going to speak more from the heart and rather than here's another list of agenda-type items that we need to talk about even as a family. Well, I think what also came from it was just the time away, we were able to talk about things that we hadn't talked about in a long time. And we just kind of had, you know, key points of subject matter we wanted to talk about. And it was just kind of a a dump of information that we hadn't had a chance to really talk through all of it all of the time. And then from those things, we were able to come up with intentional goals to take home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that we could follow up on or... um, you know, talk about again. And and we, I don't know that we came to conclusions on a lot of things, yeah. but we were able to to at least get it out there and, you know, take notes and, and figure out where we wanted to go with it. Because a lot of it stemmed from Drew being 10 mm-hmm. 
with the fact that we have so much more to teach him. Mm -hmm. So where do we want to put our marriage? What do we want to do in the next eight years to be intentional, both about what we want to do as a couple? Because it comes to that point where our children are going to be gone and it's going to be us again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to be that couple that comes back and says, our kids are now 20 and where have you been this whole time? Yeah. And what do we have in common after we've co-parented all these years? So where did y'all go and for how long? What was the retreat? Well, we went to Austin, and my parents were so gracious to watch our kids for the weekend. Mm -hmm. And we um, just stayed at a hotel in Austin by ourselves. And we spent the majority of the time in the hotel room just, Mm -hmm. you know, kick back and just talking and feed up. So it was a relaxed atmosphere. Very relaxed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we get hungry, we'd go to a great restaurant. And Mm -hmm. we actually met some friends one night, and that was nice just to get out. And Mm -hmm. um, we talk about a few heavier-type subjects, and then we'd throw in something fun. Or we would wait for a fun topic to be able to talk about over dinner. So it wasn't always something, a dreadful topic. We wanted it to be fun and lighthearted, but it was things that you need to address. Mm-hmm. Good. Awesome. Well, and I, getting back to the earlier point, you know, just the fact that just coming up with the questions was probably enough, you know, to get you started. I mean, you want to have something to talk about next year, you know, but also between now and the next time you get together, you'll have a lot of things to process. I mean, I'm sure you have continued even the conversation in your own minds and together since since you uh, did that last summer. Was that? Absolutely. I would yeah. think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You were talking about different things that came up. Was there anything that kind of surprised you or that you thought, hmm, that that didn't even cross my mind that came up in the conversations that y'all had? Well, as far as some of the things, a few of the topics that we talked about, we talked about our marriage and Mm -hmm. just what we wanted for our marriage. Some of the things, you know, some advice we got from you guys is the overnight dates, some Mm -hmm. monthly dating that we wanted to, you know, try to hold to just to keep us connected. You mean put them on the calendar and make sure they happen? Just talk about what's your expectation of that. Mm -hmm. Is two a month too much, too little? Is two times away a year too much, too little. Mm-hmm. Um, does this retreat count as one? Mm-hmm. Because we're kind of working. It's not. <laughs> right. It's not just going out and you know. Yeah. All entertainment. It's you know. There's some talking and you know heavy talking involved. And and I'm curious. And every couple's different, mm-hmm. so there is no prescriptive mm-hmm. way to to do that. Right. But, but I'm curious where y'all landed with that as far as. Well, I think where we landed was basically we wanted to try to do two date nights a month, Mm -hmm. and that's just – it could be dinner out. It doesn't have to be a dinner and a movie or something fancy, but it's not going to a party where everybody is, where you you greet your spouse at the door, and then you say, I'll see you when we leave. That doesn't doesn't count. That's not a date night. That's not a chance to sit down. Not that that happens with us. (laughs) (laughs) But we wanted to try to be intentional – to say, let's go to dinner where we actually can talk to one another and, mm-hmm. and touch base. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that we agreed upon was we would like to do two overnights a year mm-hmm. just to get away, whether it's a 24 hours or a full weekend if we're you know, so lucky to do. Um, but that's, I think, where we where we landed. Yeah, you know, the other thing that I thought w- was that was surprising that came out of it was we recognized that it was important for us to uh, take into ourself as well, because I think so often we're pouring ourselves into our kids or into all the things that are demanding our attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but we try to talk about what. So, what do you need? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is it that, that that you feel like you need? Um, you know, for all these different you know topics. And so we try to take it from that perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't just so prescriptive of you know, okay, X you know turns to Y and and so on. Mm-hmm. So, do well, you, did you feel like you learned a lot about how to care for one another? better as a result of that conversation? We talked about love languages, just, mm-hmm. you know, reinforcing that. I think we knew our love languages, but we reminded ourselves of, you know, 
if Mika's acts of service, then am I doing that enough? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and how do I do that better? And and if mine's words of affirmation, you know, I think I think you know, Mika it, you know, was trying to find out well, how, how do I incorporate that more? How, how can mm-hmm. I make sure I'm supporting you? Um, and, and fill you up more. And what's mm-hmm. that even look like specifically for you? Because it can look different for different people. Right? Well, and that that was a chance for us to be vulnerable with each other, just for the simple fact for me, you know, I am acts of service. And for him to be words of affirmation, it feels funny to me mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. say, you're a rock star. You're doing such a great job. I really <laughs> appreciate all you're doing. So it was a chance for him to say, these are some token things that you can say that actually don't sound silly to him, mm. yeah. but just feel weird for me doing it because it's not what my primary love language is. Mm-hmm. So it was a chance to say, you know what, these are kind of the things that I need you to say sometimes, or this is something I need you to do. So it was a chance for us to really communicate that, where normally when you're just at dinner, that's kind of not something you're going to get to. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love that you know, when, you, when you can carve out this much time for something like this, mm-hmm. um, you you don't just get you're not just doing the checklist you're getting to the whys of Absolutely. why is this important to me and really like you said that vulnerability piece of it and i think sometimes you only can do that when you carve out enough time because mm-hmm. i've always said you know love equals time and so many so often we're so rushed and doing so much stuff that even if we do find a conversation to talk about stuff the next thing's coming up and we don't even have time to really let that settle and unpack and really let that go where it could ultimately go. So I like that. So love equals time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what are some – I was curious about what are some of the other categories that came up on y'all's goal setting? Well, besides marriage, we talked about our faith and just um, where we were mm-hmm. at, whether it was um, small Bible studies or small groups, just where we were feeding ourselves and where we were um, in faith. Um we talked about our family, just family goals in general, how we wanted our home to be um, just presented, whether it's turn up music on when we have to clean so mm-hmm. it's more fun, mm-hmm. you know, just little things like that so that we can make our home a, a happier place to be. And, That's a neat idea. Um, we talked about ourself, you know, things that we need to do to take care of ourselves, like our health. Mm-hmm. Are we going to work out? How many times a week are we going to try to do that? Kind of setting the ground, ground base for us for accountability purposes. Because mm-hmm. um, if you don't say... I'm going to go work out three times. Well, then you haven't told anybody that, so you don't really have to do yeah, it. Nobody's holding you accountable. Right. <laughs> right. And then we talked about, of course, our kids. We talked about them a ton. Just, you know, things that we want them to know um, currently, things that they need to know now, things that we want to make sure they know before they go to college. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, and a lot of that stemmed from Chris's initial thought of, oh, my gosh, Drew's, we're halfway done mm-hmm. raising him. And, mm-hmm. and I know it continues past college, mm-hmm. but it was having him Full time in the home, mm-hmm. yeah, and so, and then of course we talked about finances, which yeah. is always a fun topic for, uh-huh. for marriages, but so important, yeah. so important. And then our two fun topics that we really love to cover: we talked about friends, just couple friends, mm-hmm. friends for our kids, just you know relationships that we wanted to build on, and then vacations. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. and that you know you have to set goals and have something fun to aspire to, and yeah. so that was kind of fun topics during dinner was being able to talk about the places we wanted to go and uh-huh. the things we wanted to do. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Love yeah. that. And you're listening to Marriage to the Max.
Welcome back to Marriage to the Max. And if you are in the greater Houston area, we want you to know that we host a monthly date night called Dinner and a Marriage. And we would love to have you join us. So visit our website at homeencouragement.org to find out more details. Well, we are continuing our conversation about a family annual retreat, uh, going off with your spouse and laying out goals and dreams for your family for the coming year. And our and guests your marriage. are and your marriage. And our guests are Mika and Chris Arend. And before the break, we were discussing some of the logistics of the actual retreat. And now I want to talk about kind of post retreat. Sure. Um, so, how do you measure the goals? Like, do you have an ongoing kind of check in system? Do you check in with each other once a week, once a month? What does that look like? Sound like you're on parole or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you that the check-in is never enough. Yeah. You know, okay. I think I think that's what you learn is that it's pretty easy to to get on different pages unless you're you're talking. Mm-hmm. And I think at times we've we've done well, and times we've really you know realized and looked at each other and almost laughed of you know we probably should discuss this again. <laughs> right. But I would say what we really came out of it is we wanted to talk on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. and we tried to set it as a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. After the kids have gone to bed, whether it's uh, 10 minutes or an hour, whatever's coming up, it's kind of our chance to look at the week ahead, mm-hmm. what was going on, um, and then check in on some of these key points and categories that we've talked about. Um, and then we were trying to look ahead that some nights if we were traveling on the weekend and Sunday wasn't going to work out, we were going to try to do it earlier in the week. And and we've fallen off that wagon numerous times mm-hmm. since mm-hmm. we have um, gotten back. But I think it's just the knowing in the back of your head. We need to get back to that. Mm-hmm. And and we still have those discussions as far as planning out our weeks and and talking about certain ca- categories or areas. But um, I'd say on a weekly basis, absolutely, it's mm-hmm. been it's been beneficial. Well, and just solidifying, you said we need to get back to that. I think, it, you know, you want to get back to that. I mean, mm-hmm. this is something that you got – this is your idea. So this is sure. something that as a couple you have – decided together this is so, this is something that we want to stay true to and i liked your phrase about you know getting off track or whatever i mean that's that's every couple mm-hmm. you know Absolutely. life just happens and there're just things that keep you from um, well, and we don't want to beat ourselves down for exactly. doing that either. And yeah. um, and I think it's one of those things where we would like to continue to do something like this. And you don't want to set a goal and then a year later come back and go, okay, it's been a whole year. How yeah. did we do? <laughs> because that's just too much time. Between yeah. Some of these goals are attainable within days. Mm-hmm. Some of them take months. Some of them could be five or 10 year goals. Uh-huh. But if, if you're not checking back in to see how things are going or what your interests have changed or mm-hmm. or your philosophies on things, then then you're going to veer off course a lot easier. Yeah. We've given ourselves, you know, good good enough amount of grace as well. Uh-huh. I think that's that's been helpful knowing that, you know, if she sees that I'm falling, she's not, you know, pointing at me and mm-hmm. putting putting her finger on a piece of paper and saying, member, you know, she's right. not doing any of that, which right. is which is good. Um, and vice versa. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, the other thing that you realize why this is so important that we do this each year mm-hmm. is because life changes mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. Circumstances change. Yeah. And, and at least we had a baseline. Mm-hmm. And at least we had a place to you know, put our hat uh, and and have a conversation, know where we stood at that particular time. Mm-hmm. And then as things happen, you know, we, you have to evolve and mm-hmm. you got to be able to adapt. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think we've given ourselves mm-hmm. enough grace to do that. Yeah, and it's oh. amazing that when the you know a year is going to go by, no matter what you do with it, you know. And exactly. it's, I just like the idea of 
you know, reaching the end of the year and at least maybe we didn't hit every goal, but we were sharing our values along the way and we were checking in with each other and we were striving for that. And it kept us motivated, not as a ball and chain kind of a thing, but as a you know, something we want to do. And it feels good yeah. mm-hmm. once you have a chance to even look back and mm-hmm. you realize that, you know, we, we have made our home try to be a little bit more hospitable for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, kids on the street, to whatever happens to be. And and you forgot that that was even one of the things that we had set out to do. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it, that's rewarding, too, when you start to see, you know, as the year goes on that things are happening the way you wanted. Yeah. So it sounds like doing the initial event that you did last summer Mm -hmm. at the hotel, you left that experience kind of elated and thinking, wow, this was really worth our time and a good experience. And then you're already experiencing more positive energy, if you will, from from uh, just the check-ins and staying accountable and so forth. Well, and even, um, you know, having done it probably six or eight months ago, you know, we were married 14 and a half years. I was learning things about Chris that I hadn't even known. And never I'm heard sure, before. But we never had the chance to talk about it or never mm-hmm. got into the depth of that conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like I knew him well, and I think he knew me well, but we weren't getting into the, you know, intricate details mm-hmm. of, of why when you say that, I feel this way or mm-hmm. why this makes me feel like you appreciate me or, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to give credit to you guys in, in our group as well as learning how to, to communicate that and, and learning that that's important because if you don't know what your expectations are, it's hard to, um, to reach those. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So as you're looking toward this coming summer, mm-hmm. which is several months away, mm-hmm. but uh, how does it feel? I mean, is this something that you think, Wow, we're looking forward to this like we would look forward to some of our other trips, like when you, you know, go on a real pleasure trip or something. For me, now that I, I know what we're getting into. <laughs> You're not surprised <laughs> you know what it is. It's not such a surprise, so I don't feel like I'm going in wide-eyed. But um, I think once since we've done it the first time, mm-hmm. that was – I wouldn't say it was scary, but it's the unknown because mm-hmm. you don't know, you know, necessarily what you're going to talk about or how detailed you're going to get. And um, I think if both of you are willing just to – I mean, we opened it up with prayer, and we were like, just let us be vulnerable to what's going on mm-hmm. and um, each other's feelings. And I think we were being, we were very respectful about how each other felt. That I, I'm looking forward to just being able to get away again and just touching back, you know, touching base over these mm-hmm. things. I don't know about That's you, so Chris. So cool, absolutely. I, I mean, for for me, you know, it's anticipation as well. Mm-hmm. And I and and I've always loved what anticipation does, and mm-hmm. it's, it it makes things more exciting, and and uh, and so. We, we learned a lot from the last time, and so we'll be able to pick up from there mm-hmm. and to be able to either redo something. And, uh, you know, that would be my encouragement to anybody who's considering doing this is, mm-hmm. you know, you go You have to get flow. it right the first time, and yeah. we, we don't, yeah. for sure. It doesn't yeah. have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Just as long you'll, as you'll it's get better, helpful. You know, yeah. As each year. And so I, I know that that's kind of our goal is, you know, the, the topic, you know, we won't be starting from scratch. We'll be probably picking up from up from there. Yeah. And we'll probably have to come up with, you know, a couple other, you know, things to talk about or another, you know, depths of, of information. But uh, yeah. but I'm looking forward to that part, too. And like you said, things change every season. I, when you guys got back, I was so curious, you know, to <laughs> pick your brain about how it went and everything. But as we were, we were standing in the church hallway, and I remember thinking, because we were about to embark on Empty Nest. And we had, of course, been talking about this and dreaming about it for a long time. But we had never really had like a whiteboard you know, <laughs> experience, we were like, what is it really going to look like for us? And so it even kind of inspired us too to be like, this is a totally new, mm-hmm. you know, phase of life. And what is, what do we want it to look like? 
Yeah. So. Very cool. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. So your kids, what did they know? What did you communicate to them, if anything, going into the first one? What, what do they know about this experiment? Well, first, they just thought they were having a fun weekend with Kiki and <laughs> yes. Pop. So they weren't, uh, so score, <laughs> they weren't big too score concerned for them. about what mom and dad were doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think they had any idea. Afterwards, they probably got a sense of, you know, that things we, are changing we, we've a got, little bit. <laughs> we've got a few things up our sleeve, you know, that we plan on doing. You know, the Dad, Sundays. Dad's got charts us. and graphs <laughs> now on the refrigerator door. Not that far, not that far, yeah. but close. But enough. that's a good idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, but that's cool because you know we we are in constant conversation with all kinds of couples, but you know, frequently with young engaged couples and young newlyweds and so forth. And then we talk a lot about family of origin issues, which come up so dramatically, you know, in those early years as they're trying to learn how to live together. And so we have this discussion often about what was the climate like in your home that you grew up in. And, and, you know, I just think about how this is going to benefit your kids and their future marriages, just knowing and learning. As they get older, you'll probably share more and more about what you guys do together. They'll kind of figure it out as well. And just what that will model for them, you know, as far as healthy discussion is just off the charts. Well, and I hope eventually that we can get them involved in some of these categories. Some of them are for Chris and I to determine, and Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's for our marriage and our family. But the things about their needs and their wants and and places that they want to go to, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, we were just brainstorming for vacations and things that we wanted to do with the kids, but we want their input eventually too. Just We just felt like they were a little bit too young to be involved. I don't want them to uh, to go through life with without any idea of, of, of purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think the more that we can kind of draw that out of them mm-hmm. and to start to understand um, and, and encourage them to, to follow, whether it be dreams or, or their strengths, you know, I, I think the more that we can we can do that, the better. And I hope one day that they'll be able to take some of these those topics that are age appropriate and mm-hmm. and be able to, you know, to realize that uh, I can, you know, uh, chart my my own you know destiny in terms of of, uh, of how I look at life, you know. And and I think you know we've said you know, from the beginning is our, our faith is is core of who we are, and mm-hmm. and uh, we pray every day that, uh, that God is 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 finding their spouse and uh, He's working in them, mm-hmm. and you know and. And that prayer um, will go on, you know, until uh, until that we meet their spouse, and mm-hmm. we're looking forward to that too. I love the phrase you used earlier about just baseline, you know, because mm-hmm. life can throw you so many curveballs in a marriage. You know, uh, you and I have both recently had health incidents, Chris, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and that just kind of throws everything out of whack for the whole family. And but but you've got that baseline. You've got these general things that you've talked about. And so that stabilizes your family to to be able to weather whatever storms were coming. When we talked about our faith, we came up with some things that we wanted to do. And one of the things we came up with was talking about a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it was funny because I was just looking back through our notes from our retreat because, you know, Chris and I are a little like that. We like to take <laughs> notes. Um, so we were just looking through it. And we started in January with all of us starting a gratitude journal. And we pulled the kids on it. And originally, it wasn't because of this retreat we did it. It was more of the negativity that we felt like was kind of going through our house just not that the whole day was bad, but if one bad thing happened and it happened to be towards the end of the day, then it seemed like the day was just 
the worst day ever. It gets a little contagious. Yeah. After it does. Week. And so we were trying to, we've, we've been doing it every day since um, January and just trying to more focus on the positive things, the things that we do have, the blessings we're given. And, and it's really opened, I think, not only our eyes, because Chris and I are doing it with them. It's not something we're telling them mm-hmm. to do. It's something we're doing as a family. Do your gratitude, Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> so anyway, so it seems like it's, it's caused them to be more aware of those around them, not only their attitude. And I feel like an overall shift has happened. And it, and it doesn't fix overnight, and we certainly have our good and bad days still. But I would say overall, I feel like we've had a more positive attitude. Mm. And so that was it was just interesting to look back to see that under the faith category we talked about, a gratitude journal or journaling was something that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. We just hadn't started that ball rolling yet, and it just kind of happened on its own. Yeah. And I love how that that models to your kids that sometimes it's it's the whole idea of spiritual discipline. Sometimes we do things and then we feel the result of that later on. Mm-hmm. We might not feel like doing a gratitude journal, mm-hmm. but you see that play out and then things actually start to feel more naturally right. Uh, you know, we're more naturally uh, grateful for things. Well, it's not a book that you have to write. It's it's yeah. three words sure. or two words. You don't even have to be grateful for more than one thing. You right. know, originally they were, well, how many things do I have to write and <laughs> how long does it have to be? And it was just like just a one word would be yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. If it's the trees or dinner or a friend. It's a great habit. Let's just start with something small. And then hopefully, I said more than anything, it's going to be fun to look back in six months from now or a year from now to see the kind of things that you were grateful for and how that's changed. And I feel like that's going to be the same for Chris and I as well. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. loved it too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys are an amazing couple, and I'm not just saying that because we're buddies, but uh, y'all, y'all really are. What would you say to a couple that might not be as proactive as you guys are? Maybe they're not natural goal setters, and they may not be have any type A personalities in their family. How would you encourage them in this idea. I think you have to find your own flavor. Mm-hmm. You, you got to know what your personality can handle mm-hmm. and what it can't. And if you go too far on one extreme, just because that's what an outline of, of what you heard somebody else do, that may not be a good recipe for you. Mm-hmm. I think you got to find out what it is. But I think at the core, it has to be about something that's intentional, mm-hmm. that it doesn't happen by accident. Mm-hmm. And these conversations, regardless of what you know or what you, you don't know is going to come out of them, um, you, you have to start with that with that first step, mm-hmm. and I, I can say that a lot of the stress immediately left um, when we st- opened up with a prayer, mm-hmm. and we just we just we asked God for for His you know His blessing you know on us, and we asked Him for guidance of mm-hmm. of, of where this conversation is going because we really didn't know <laughs> where you it know was what you're getting into, <laughs> yeah. but we now have a better sense of where it can be. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think if you if you Trust the you know, you know spirit you know of of what you're trying to do and uh, and, and you have you know the guidance of, of prayer and, and God you know within it knowing that that's at the core of marriage mm-hmm. um, and this is gonna you know provide whatever it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like we also we touched on a lot of the categories that in premarital counseling that you guys do. It's a lot of the same thing. It's just probably elaborating, and it's also after being married for several years. And mm-hmm. and I don't think it would be something that would be harmful for someone to do earlier on. I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of wish we'd started it years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's better late than never is mm-hmm. what I would say. It's yeah. just um, even if you only want to talk about one or two of the categories, if you can set aside, a, you know, you may not be able to set aside a whole weekend or have someone be able to watch your kids mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. But if you can do a dinner to where you can talk about one or two of them at yeah. a time, mm-hmm. that you can piecemeal a, a retreat over a period of time if that's, you know, something else that would work better for your family. Yeah. 
good idea. Well, it's an amazing idea, and it's very creative, and we're glad that you've been successful so far. (laughs) We can't wait to hear what God reveals to you uh, after the second one and so on. So we appreciate you guys being on here today. Thanks Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's our our pleasure. pleasure. Well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. You can also check out homeencouragement.org, or you can email us at thehursts at homeencouragement.org. That's H-U-R-S-T and then S at the end. And Kelly always wants me to say, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, we're also on iTunes, so now you can subscribe uh, for free, and it would be a big help if you would rate uh, the podcast when you do that. That will help us uh, encourage more couples down the line. Well, until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless you all.